on this episode of Getting Scaried Away, Rhiannon is joined by her best friend, Julie Featherly. The two of them discuss their affinity for true crime, and this is the last you're going to hear me because I am not in this episode, so y'all have fun now. Julie. Hello. So we have a special episode today. No Ricky for this episode. Uh, Just my best friend Julie and I, we're going to talk about some true crime, our love for true crime, some of our favorite serial killers. Um, You know, we don't like the serial killers themselves, but that interest us the most. And uh, just, you know, like how we got into everything. So I'll just start by saying that Julie is a pediatric pharmacy resident. That was good. Okay. Um, in Syracuse. And uh, we have been friends since second grade. Uh, she bullied me in second grade. And then we became friends from there. You had and an I've, ugly dress. I was helping you. Well, I've dressed better ever you since. You have. It's true. Um, so, Julie, we'll just start right into it. Why don't you tell us how you got into true crime? Yeah. So... I feel like as a kid, I was like always like super paranoid and like thought that I was going to get kidnapped for like no apparent reason. Um, And what solidified my thought that, wow, I could get kidnapped at any time was probably the Elizabeth Smart case Um, that happened in 2002. So we were what, like nine at that time. Mm -hmm. Um, And I just remember always like watching that with my mom, like all the datelines and just like the live like happenings um on the news and stuff and I feel like I was really like invested in that for some reason um and then another thing is I was like always sick as a young child so I was always staying home from school you were I was literally always sick I had like the chicken pox I was like always dying I don't know you like missed like two years of school they gave me an alarm clock in I think it was third grade because not only was I like never at school but I was like always late (laughs) to school my mom was they said you need this my mom was super offended by it um but that happened anywho um and so I was always watching unsolved mysteries and I was just always like fascinated by it and like that probably was not what a small child should be watching at home but I always was and so yeah I feel like I always just thought that I could get like murdered or abducted or something like at any time so and like you're really you're not wrong I'm not wrong you so and I thought it was weird that I thought all of these things but turns out I'm not alone well here we are listening to many (laughs) true crime well and then to amplify to amplify so there were often times that either I would go to Julie's house after school or she would come to my house. And typically we were like alone, just the two of us, um, after school latchkey kids, as yeah. they say latchkey kids. Yes. While our parents were still working. And one time, I don't know if this was the same time that I was not supposed to come to your house. <laughs> there were a lot because, of those. I don't know. Yeah. But there was like one specific time that I wrote like I forged a bus note yes. to come home with you on the mm-hmm. bus because my parents specifically said that I could not go to your house and Sorry, I went anyways tea. yeah I mean whatever <laughs> uh and then I think that it was the same time you and I had watched something <laughs> where somebody had gotten like abducted or something like that and so we were on edge anyways yes and we were like okay well what would we have <laughs> to like fend off 
somebody if they came into your home and somebody did try to break somebody into literally your home came into we my there. home like didn't try like no, did like, yeah like got into your garage and there were like knife marks on the door frame right or something yeah. like whatever they were using and this was like just after cupid had passed like cupid yeah wasn't like dead for that long i had like a 120 pound rottweiler who was like always like guarding my home so like if anyone tried to get and into she my was house, like, like vicious like, except for like us yeah like she didn't like a lot of people um so Things would not have gone well for this man, but we had put her down like not too long before this because we put her down when I was in third grade and I feel like it was like fourth or fifth. Like we weren't very old when this happened. No, no, no. Yeah. We were young. Yeah. It was, Um, it was definitely like fourth or fifth grade. So yeah, some like strange man just like entered my garage door, like the outside garage door came into my garage and and it was an attached garage. So it was your house Yeah, into my house. We, I mean, we, we fought had, him off. We, <laughs> yeah. Well, we had hairspray and kitchen knives, we hairspray to use as pepper spray yes. because we were like convinced. Honestly, like it probably it would, would work for like thirty seconds, yeah. and then they would be like, oh, "Now my face is just sticky." Yeah. But then he just kind of like turned around. I think he just like wasn't expecting anyone to be in the house. Yeah, I think because yeah, we must have made some kind of noise because yeah. he was. Yeah, at your side door, and we went to your front door in case we had to like leave, right? Um, and run. We had a whole plan, like run yeah. to the house next door. Yep. Yeah. Yep. We. Yep. There wow. was another time where I was home alone, and re- something similar to this happened. And rather than calling the police, I called you. Yeah. <laughs> like oh. I was like, because Ryan is gonna help. Like on my bike. Because Ryan is gonna help. Right. So. Like so, I definitely couldn't drive. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think mine was, well, the one that I can remember, and I think, I mean, it must have been sooner because this happened after, I think, all of yeah, let's that see experience. When that happened. But um, the one that I remember that I was like, this is going to be my obsession for the rest of my life is the Natalie Holloway. I mean, I don't know. That was like 2005. There could have been yeah, like I little mean, things leading up to that, but we like, right. We were and still then pretty that young could then. have been like yeah. the straw that broke the camel's back that I was like, okay, yeah. I am going to obsess of this. I'm, I'm never going to go on a tropical vacation with my friends. Literally. Um, sorry. Yeah. Guys. That was crazy. Yeah. That, I, I mean, that still is a crazy case. And the fact that her mom then dated or was very good friends with, right. It was hers. Yeah. Yeah. With John Bonet's dad. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fishy i think it's fishy i don't know conspiracy theories for another another conversation Mm -hmm. but so yeah so we've always liked weird things like this and we always thought it was kind of weird but here we are the whole world loves them Mm -hmm. um so getting into like our favorite so i don't know you know this has been like a really big struggle for me the last like 24 hours have probably been the most stressful of my life since like i was waiting to find out where i was doing a residency (laughs) like this is second to that but we've talked about it before and we did have a few i think my first one that i'm oddly like i don't know i just think it's like so weird and i don't know was probably john list Mm mm-hmm so I like him a lot. I don't like him. I think he's awful and terrible. But just the fact that like, I don't know, there's a lot of irony in his case, I feel like. So for those of you who don't know John List, he was an accountant. Have you seen that TikTok about I'm an accountant? No. Okay, you got to watch that after this. If any of you have seen that TikTok, 
please laugh with me anyway so he was an accountant and he essentially like murdered his entire family and i think a lot of i haven't like really looked into the case in a while but from some of the like podcasts i had listened to they were saying that he had like a lot of financial trouble and they think that that might have been like a stem as to why he like decided to murder his entire family but he didn't really snap like he had this planned for like a month so this wasn't like oh my god like one day like i'm super stressed i'm gonna just shoot everyone like he was ready for Mm -hmm. this plan but i think what's most entertaining and this is kind of skipping ahead but whatever is that they had like a tiffany like glass ceiling in their house that was worth i think it's like six hundred and ten thousand in today's dollars it was at least $100,000 then, and it's about $610,000 in 2019. And, like, if you had just, like, sold your house or, like, I don't know, done something with that ceiling, like, you wouldn't have had to murder your whole family, but you're a crazy person, so you did. Um, so I like that one a lot. And then he just, like, I don't know, he murdered his whole family, and he, like, had this plan where essentially he, like, told the school that they were like going away to see like yes. his mother's like sick his mother or his wife's mother was sick and he was like oh like the kids are going there yada 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 he murdered his wife and his mother i believe sorry if these details are wrong i didn't do research before <laughs> this is on the top of my head that's okay um we don't research so he murdered them like shot them cold blood and then like made himself lunch as they all seem to do like they're always somehow hungry um made himself lunch and then went to like his kids soccer game watched the soccer game and then brought him home and killed him and then like closed out the bank accounts whatever and then like nobody knew about this for like a month because after he shot he had told them that they were going away yeah. yeah so like nobody was expecting it so that's just bizarre so whatever he shot his whole family like moved them all into one room and then this is the creepiest part that i hate is that he like played like um christian music and so like when they when they found like when they went into the house later on it was just like this like eerie like organ music like i hate everything about that's that. in an episode of criminal minds too the, yeah the a guy does that yeah and he has his family like set up at the dinner table yes mm-hmm. criminal minds is the best they always like well they pull from yeah real i love cases. it they have all those like um they have tim curry does like a series oh of episodes God. and it's like oh, a mix yes. between the original night stalker and the night stalker because he they took like a lot of like different things from both of the them the one where he takes the little girl yes, yes then, in the rv yeah yeah yes. yeah but oh my god and he he's puts like, dishes he so puts gross. dishes on their back i don't know if you remember that yeah but that's what the original night stalker does and then the night stalker the teeth yeah oh my so, god like so they did weird. yeah i liked those episodes a lot yeah i liked them too well because then that girl played a huge role mm-hmm. um in like future ellie that was her name yes in in future episodes um yeah, yeah. with morgan he was like Mm-hmm. basically like adopting her i yes. mean he wasn't but yeah, yeah essentially oh, well that was crazy i love criminal minds same um, shout out um if matthew gray Goobler ever watches this he's listening um, i know he is i will marry you at any time also me so um Ricky the knows. offer's there um i just want you to know i will be willing to take you up on it at any time 
so if thank you if you're looking for a wife we did see the one thing that you posted on yeah. facebook or instagram of something of like what you would and we felt like we like fit that description yeah. pretty well yeah i think that we fit that so if, so so matthew gray Gubler, if you're looking and also we watch your unauthorized documentaries yes. <laughs> they're so fun i was watching a bunch of them this morning before you got here actually i love him amazing thank you for um showing me that i didn't realize they were on instagram i was just watching like random little ones on tiktok and i just i adore him um so, so anywho so then one of my favorites who is like essentially a copycat and yeah. i don't really want to say that she's i mean like by definition like she is essentially a serial killer but um stella Maudine nickel uh so she was sentenced to 90 years in prison after she poisoned people through etc so this sounds very similar to the Tylenol murders um and that's because it is um because she did this in 1988 and the Tylenol murders happened in 1982 so for those of you who don't know um Tylenol this was before there were like the aluminum seals over mm-hmm. or like any type of seal this was essentially the- like what put that yeah exactly <laughs> yeah so um in chicago a bunch of different locations had tampered with tylenol that had um cyanide in it right i think so i think let, it me, was double check. let me fact check us while you're further explaining yeah and so uh it, it was like i mean like a bunch of people died and essentially it was like immediately after they took it just like a couple minutes later they had died and so tylenol had to pull all of their products and i think many other companies had to pull all of their products right at that time and put in like safety seals Mm -hmm. so like you know that's why you see the if the seal is tampered with don't take any of this blah 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 blah. so stella madi nickel wanted to poison her husband so to make it look like it wasn't her she tampered with she bought a couple of bottles of excedrin dosed them with cyanide and then returned them to different locations but like kept one so that it looked like she was like kind of a victim of this poisoning and it killed her husband and then unfortunately killed one other innocent person um but it was the same type of thing like like huge scandal Um, and so the reason she's very stupid for doing it that way, um, she's very smart kind of like that she would know how to dose these without people knowing, but the reason, another reason that she's very stupid is because her husband had a life insurance policy that she was trying to collect on. Don't they always? Yeah. And she would get like an extra $10,000 or something. Oh, if yes, it was, I forgot about this part of it, yeah. If it was like a certain type of death. Like, a, like an accidental death or something. Yeah, and so... Like whatever, it couldn't be a suicide, right? It Well, and it wasn't... I think it was ruled a heart attack. Yeah. And so... Which would make sense. Yeah, it was ruled like a heart attack. Well, because people can't really... Like, unless they're testing specifically for it like cyanide doesn't just like show up in your autopsy especially not back then so um but it does sometimes have a scent mm-hmm. like almonds, almonds. Yeah. so 
what she did was tried to have them redo an autopsy and say like, can you drug test or can you do like this kind of thing? And she tried to coax them into a different cause of death. And that made uh, one of the people doing the autopsy, they ended up smelling Mm -hmm. um, that scent of bitter almonds and they ended up figuring it out. But because she was so pushy about it, they then looked into, because I don't think that the other woman had died yet when she was trying to push all of this. So it she wasn't, was just in like critical condition or something like that. Yeah. Or? So it wasn't like a big panic that right. everybody was like, Oh my God, the Tylenol murders are happening again or something like that. So she ended up getting caught. Thank God. Um, I mean, like, don't kill your husband and definitely, like, don't involve innocent people in it. Yeah. Here's my thing. And I don't want to, like, give pointers (laughs) to people who are trying to kill people. But, like, one, if they, like, just filed for life insurance, like, don't kill them yet. That's, like, the biggest thing. Like, that's that's what everybody always within days. Like, wait a minute. Yeah. Or if you're, like, upping your partner's life insurance policy, like, that's sketchy. Like, or if like, they, like, die right away, I'm sketchy. just not, like, if I get life insurance, I'm probably just not going to tell Brian because maybe then he'll want to kill me. I don't know. Yeah, who knows? So, actually, I have life insurance. But if I get, like, more, if I get, like, an absurd amount, like, I'm not telling anybody because I don't Ricky want you to have Ricky and I have, have life insurance policies individually, and then we also have them on each other. But, like, they came with our jobs. Yeah, so did mine. So, my second, um, my second note is stop, like, pushing yourself into the investigation like that why do people do that and like they always know you're always more fishy when you're like oh what are you finding on this case oh did this happen like i don't know people are just stupid i'm sorry no they totally are i'm gonna read this little thing because um i was wrong on the amount this is from wikipedia but it says uh Detectives uncovered more circumstantial evidence pointing to the wife as a culprit. Nickel had taken out a $76,000 insurance policy on her husband's life. And then there would be an additional payout of $100,000, not $10,000. Oh, wow. If his death was accidental. So $100,000 back in the 80s. That's a lot. Yeah. It's like... Two million dollars today. I'm, I don't I know think it's that much, but yeah. <laughs> no. um, further FBI investigation showed that Bruce's uh, signatures on at least two of the insurance policies had been forged. So she forged his signatures. Like, come on, get him to sign it. Be smart about it. Um, and then they verified that she had purchased LG Destroyer from a fish store. And she used the yes. same container to crush the algae and it had and the cyanide. And so there and so the cyanide that she used had traces of the algae. Destroyer I in remember there. this. So, yep. And it had like the little flex that they found. So, okay. lady, wash your mortar and pestle. Like, I, I, I mean, like if you're crushing something, wash the container. Be as sterile as you can be. So think about it. Whatever. Um, so that was her. She sucks. Yeah, she does. She suck. sucks. But. I'm always, I don't know. And I think that's why I like, like John list so much is like, I feel like familiar side and like killing your spouse and all that. It's just always just interesting. I don't know. It's, it's it like is always brings interesting. you to that point. Well, right. Like, just, I mean, just like leave them. Yeah. Like, that's what I'm thinking. Like, if you really can't stand your f- husband, leave. Yeah. I don't know. I, yeah. It's just, I think because like, we are not psychopathic people this is true we lack that like yeah we don't think like we think like normal people how could you ever kill your husband or your family or your children or anything like that i mean it's just yeah it just seems 
crazy to us because it is crazy. Bizarre. Who else? Who else you got? I don't know. So you want to talk about our girl, our favorite survivor? We can. Okay. We certainly can. So I feel like we need to give a little shout out to two of our favorite people. Um, Georgia and Karen. Oh, for sure. We um, get a lot of our information from, from Georgia and Karen. my favorite murder because they are just amazing. Um, and I feel like they have definitely like further increased my love for true crime just because of the fact of the way they talk about it and they're hilarious, but it's about, you know, terrible, terrible things. But, but we learn a lot about things that like maybe aren't covered on the news or aren't oh, covered yeah. in 2020 and from different countries that like yeah, haven't made it definitely. to our which speaking of I don't know if other people have ter- heard but it's been like the high not, not like the, the happy highlight. highlight but like it's Just been like, a very big yeah. topic of conversation between Julie and I this weekend there um is Toronto authorities announced that they have suspected that they have a new serial killer on their hands. Yes. And Julie texted me this morning and said that somebody was arrested. Yes. So let me pull it up. So there have been two murders very recently. They're referring that to them as the Toronto Rexdale murders. And um, without going into too much detail, essentially like this, the victims were very similar um, in like kind of like their day-to-day activities, they um, like their ethnicity and just kind of things like that. So um, based off that, based off the time frame and all of these different things, they believe that it's possible that these two victims were murdered by the same individual and they think that there could potentially be some sort of like serial killer um, currently in Toronto. However, um, and I don't know if this is like a a good thing and then we're going to find things from here or if maybe they aren't actually linked, but they did... um, arrest someone they arrested a 32 year old male um i am not going to even attempt to pronounce his first name but it looks like he goes by william um von nudigam and potentially for the murder of the volunteer mosque caretaker which was one of the men um who oh yeah he was the second i think the first was i think a homeless man who lived under a bridge Hmm. Which is very sad. That makes me very sad. Um, And I apologize. I don't have like all of the details, but we're pretty excited about that just to see like where, I don't know where it goes from there. There are other potentially unsolved murders um, with kind of similar victims who. Yeah. And just a new and developing, new and developing story. Because I don't want to like sound sad about this, but I feel like there just hasn't been like a serial killer in a long time. Like I feel like. I I think a lot of the things that we look at, are like past cases yeah. and I don't think that there's really been you and I have had our fair share of things that have happened in our hometown mm-hmm. but they've been like one-offs and stuff right. which thank god because yeah. like yeah you know but um I I just think that this like we really have not had the opportunity to like experience an investigation that's ongoing with the exception of some of the like the Golden State Killer who we'll talk about soon. Like, you know, we but like all of the murders that he did were so long ago. Yeah, Yeah. it's not like there is an active serial killer like close. I mean, because Buffalo Toronto is only two and a half, three hours for me. So that's close. I mean, the border's closed right now, so it's not like he's crossing. This, but hey, you never know. You never know if you um, could get over. There is also, and then we can move on from this topic, but I don't know if you've ever read anything about like the smiley face killers. Yeah. 
Like I'm pretty like intrigued by that. I don't know. I think there's a lot of them that are just like copycats, but that yeah. like could potentially be something that's happening right yeah. now. And then I'm also very convinced that there is a serial killer in Boston. Oh, that um murders like young men. There was like a there's multiple different um cases that have come out like over the past few years of like men kind of like college age like out going out for to drinking and such and somehow they like stray away from their group and then they like are found in bodies of water such as like the charles river and okay, different suspicious. things like this i am literally convinced that there's a serial killer in boston yeah i would agree with that and it's always like things that's like eh, you probably didn't just like and they were always drunk. So people are always blaming the fact that like they were under the influence. They just they like fell, wandered. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. It's but, easy like, to no. drown when you're drunk. Yeah. yeah. Hmm. But I, yeah, I don't that's know. suspicious. Whenever I try to look into that, then it always leads me to the smiley face killers. And then it always just like brings me down this strange rabbit hole of things that I don't necessarily think are connected. But one day maybe we'll find something out about that. Did you ever watch um, Parks and Rec? <laughs> yeah. Uh, every time Ricky and I say suspicious, we're like, don't, don't be suspicious. suspicious. Don't, don't be suspicious. suspicious. Oh, yeah. As you have to. Yeah. Okay. So back to um, our favorite survivor. Oh. Uh, her name is Mary Vincent. She's an amazing woman. Um, in the late 70s, she was 15 years old and she was hitchhiking, which was completely normal. Like we shame hitchhiking now, but it was like oh, yeah. a completely that normal no thing to do back yeah. then, uh, no matter how old you were. And so the the part that... I think hurt me the most about this case was that there were a couple of them and the guy, well, his name is Larry Singleton, Lawrence Singleton, um, told he had a big van, which first of all, don't ever fucking get into a van. No. How dare you? Big mistake. Um, but again, they didn't know back then. And he was like in his fifties. So he was to her at 15 years old, like an older person didn't look like he was in very good shape. He had said, I only have room for one of you. Mm -hmm. And so her friends were like, well, she's like, I'm really tired. I'm small. Like, please let me go. Right. Because I just like need a ride. I just want to get home. And so her friend, the guilt that her friends oh, must feel having let her go with this straight up murderer. But essentially what happened, like we won't spend so much time on it, but she fell asleep, which is just, I know like all of us scream I'm at the thought of screaming of this. But so she first hitchhiked, check one. Second, went alone, check two. Third, fell asleep with the person she was hitchhiking with, check three. Like three strikes you're out honey that's yeah. i mean she did a lot of it, it's it's horrible knows in today but she and didn't know any better back then she's spoken out about this she's a victim rights advocate mm -hmm. um, she's amazing she's like a truly amazing person and you know now she speaks out about like why these types of things are so dangerous so she's very aware mm -hmm. um of of what happened and and why she like you know you you never victim blame because yeah so many people hitchhike and don't get murdered um not really like anymore people don't hitchhike but it's just like those three things are things now probably because of her advocacy and her voice yeah that we know not to yeah. do so when she had fell asleep she woke up and she's like 
this isn't the right way. Like I know we're not Mm -hmm. heading the right way. And he was basically like, yeah, I'm really sorry. I got distracted. I took a wrong turn. I'm going to get us back. I just have to like pull over to pee really quick. And she was like, okay. And he like went around to the back of the car, to the side of the car or something to pee. And she got a bad feeling as we all know, like that bad gut feeling. We've each Mm -hmm. had it at least once. And she decided to get out of the car and he was waiting for her like right when he got out of the car and it it does get really graphic. Um, Oh my God. It's horrible. I I mean like it's, it's truly, truly horrible. So I won't, I'll try to save Ricky from like having to listen to all of this and edit it. But um, essentially what happened is he cut off her limbs after like torturing her multiple times and um, I believe that he raped her. He did. Yeah, he sexually assaulted her. And then he threw her down a ravine and essentially was like. He also threw her down the ravine naked. Naked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And she was like bleeding because he cut off her limbs. And she was just like, he, he was essentially like. She's, she's going to die. Dead. Like yeah. she's, if she doesn't die from the throwing fall, her away. she's going to like bleed out yeah. essentially is what he was thinking. Well, this badass motherfucking 15 year old. Yeah, she's amazing. Like a straight up hero, honestly. Yeah. Like she crawled up with no arms, bleeding, freezing because yep. it was like it, at that point, it was the middle of the like she had by the time she had regained consciousness and there was, right. I think she had said there was like a voice in her head that was like, you have got yeah. to go. Yeah. Like, you have got to get through this. You've got mm-hmm. to go. She climbed herself up to the top of the ravine, made it there by morning, freezing, bleeding, naked, and was able to find a car passing by. And they were like pretty much in the middle of nowhere. So it mm-hmm. was a miracle. And she like ran up to this car and the people who were in the car were like terrified because yeah. she's like dirty and covered in blood and doesn't have arms. And well, or she like still had arms. I, they I were think like, at the elbow. Yeah. There was like something. I can't remember exactly how it was, but I know that she was mutilated yeah. completely. Yeah. Like she was definitely mutilated. Something out of a horror movie, quite frankly. Exactly. And so this amazing couple, mm-hmm. I think well, they were a couple. I think there was actually like young, like younger boys who had driven by her initially and kept driving. It wouldn't stop. Right. Yeah. And then it was a couple who yeah. ended up coming. Yeah. Well, it's, and it's funny. This is like, this is something that I think about. Um, and I think the girls, cause we also listen to the morbid podcast, yes. shout out to you guys. Yes. Um, and I think the girls from morbid had been talking about if not about this case, mm-hmm. but like s- serial cases in general or like murders in general. And they were saying if somebody had run up to your car covered in blood oh. screaming, would you pull over or not? And they said no, yeah. because they were like, like, I would definitely call somebody. I would call the police. Yeah. But I don't know who you are. Mm-hmm. If this is a ruse, because right. that's also a thing, unfortunately well, that people do or yeah. what's following you. Yeah. I feel like now there's so many, I don't know. Every time you go on like Facebook or anything, it's always like, Oh, new sex trafficking. Like, 
way that they're doing this blah, exactly. blah, 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 blah. so i feel like i probably personally honestly wouldn't pull over but i would i know i would call at the very least which i don't think the first people did anything i think they I'd, just kept driving quite honestly like i would probably stop my car and keep it locked but keep like my foot on the pedal to yeah. go and like be like i'm sorry i can't let you into my car but i called somebody yeah. and like try to wait for 911 to get there that, like help is coming because but. if they know that 911's coming and it is a ruse they're either one going to get violent and try to break into my car in which case i'm just piecing out of there that's true or two they're going to run away and yeah. be like, they called the cops. We got to get out of here. We have to go that's somewhere else. That's a good else. point. Yeah. So like, that's, that's like the one of two things that could happen. So I would definitely be like, I called 911, but like, I'm, I'm sorry, I can't let you in and either like drive away a little bit. So they're not like slashing my tires right. while I'm sitting there. Or I mean, I try to be smart about it, but let them know, like, I'm not just abandoning you. I right. called somebody. There to is help. help. You're going to survive. Hopefully. But she survived amazingly. Um, I, I believe she's she's still alive. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think so. Um, and like I said, she's a huge yeah, she is. victim rights advocate and like PTSD advocate. And she's, I mean, she's just, she's amazing. She's, yeah. all survivors are amazing. Um, she's just one that really sticks out. She's just one There's that a couple, really, really. And yeah. she's one of them. She always sticks with me. I always think yeah. about her. Yeah. Like I'll wake up and be like, I wonder how Mary Vincent's doing. <laughs> What's she up to today? How's she doing? She's, oh, um, let me see. Oh, that's somebody different. I Googled Mary Vincent and it said deceased 1818 to 1887. Um, different Mary, different Vincent. Mary Vincent. Very different. Yeah, no, she's still alive. Um, so for those of you, if you are like not familiar with her case, there is one and I survived episode about her, which if you have never seen that it's on, um, I am, or it's on, um, like investigation discovery, right. Is usually where mm-hmm. that's where I've watched them. I don't know if there's like yeah, another I think network the ID channel. Yeah. Um, so I survived and then Georgia and Karen on my favorite murder talk about her. I'm pretty sure. I think they do talk about her on morbid as well. I'm yeah, sure there's I think I multiple there. different, um, people who probably explained her, um, a little bit more in detail than we did, but so we're okay. doing a brief overview of everyone. Yeah. And the most important, part of that story is that they caught him oh yeah that he's actually like was reprimanded and now he's dead yeah they caught him yeah they caught him in florida because he'd killed a a prostitute or a sex worker i'm sorry i I just read yeah killed a prostitute off of um this news article of when they caught him but um yeah he i i think that sex workers were like then his targets because well yeah like that's a very unfortunate thing with some of these um because they some of these serial killers they think like they're they're, less dead yeah and they're like living a high risk life so they deserve this and stuff like that and i just hate that because that's not true at all and yeah you deserve it larry singleton bye but he's dead now you said right Mm -hmm. so that's that Okay, so we talked about like two of our. Should we just get into it? We we just need to get into it. The moment we've all been waiting. We for. also like are gonna run out of time, but we're gonna talk about like probably the craziest shit in history, the Golden. Honestly, State. really, like, I don't think enough people know about him. I really don't. No, 
I don't know why he is not, his picture is not on the front porch of every single fucking person in the world. Like, so we're talking about Joseph James D'Angelo, who was known, well, is now known. He was the East Area Rapist, the original Night Stalker, the Visalia Ransacker, and the Golden State Killer. So, like, first of all, like, how dare you, Joseph? Like, reserve some of the names for other people. Well, it's like, <laughs> I'm so glad that now today at least from you know what it seems like is that um like different police forces actually work together because the fact that this went on for so long because he was going in so many different locations is just absurd to me so many anybody who talks about him will say that like probably the craziest thing about him it's like almost impossible to me that he doesn't have multiple personalities like truly yeah one of because one of the craziest things about him is that he changed his mo so So many many times times in his signature well i mean really he was just escalating if you think about it he was but it's like they truly thought like he He was was all of these these things because they truly thought they were all separate people i hate him which is just insane to me are you looking at his face right now? Yeah, I yeah, am. I hate you his, are too. Yeah, I hate his face. I'm looking at his stupid face in it, core yeah. with the shield, yeah. with the face shield. I absolutely despise this man. Yeah, I can't even stand him. So where do we even really begin with this piece of garbage? So first, let's just state like we're going to get this from a bunch of different sources. Um, I have news articles from CNN, all that's interesting, Wikipedia. Um, I've listened to a hundred podcasts about him. Yeah. There like was definitely wait, my so favorite murder. Definitely my favorite murder. Um, definitely morbid. And then what was that one? We man listened in the window. To? Man in the window. Man in the window is all about Joseph yeah. James D'Angelo. Um, and then most importantly, yeah. our girl, Michelle McNamara. Um, I'll be gone in the dark. I'll be gone in the dark. The book that she wrote and that um, Pat Oswald finished for her and with, with other associates as well. And then the, I, I have not watched. Oh my God, you need to. I know. So good. I was going to watch it this week to prepare so for this. Um, and then like things just got out of control, but yeah. I definitely need to watch it. It's just that like the book affected me so much. I and know. I think about Michelle McNamara so often. You kind of needed a little bit of a, yeah, I needed to just like a palate cleanser, if you will. And Joseph James Angelo has been consuming my life. Like I think he has, I think he has with so many people, yeah. especially Michelle McNamara. Right that I've been watching. Like I sent you videos of him in his jail cell. It's like, it's crazy. I hate him. So just some stats about him. He's 74 years old. Yeah. He was born in Bath, New York. That's what I was trying to tell you. Okay. So he was born in Bath, New York, which is, you know, I mean, that's just crazy that he was born here. Not here, here, but close. Close enough. Close enough that I hate it. Yeah. He has three daughters, which I... I cannot even imagine. Like they are victims too. First yeah. of all, oh, yeah. for any of these horrible, unless they're like serial families, right? Do not ever like come after the families oh, because yeah. these people are victims too, and including his wife Sharon. Especially with someone like him, because it's like he led such a normal life, like with his family. I mean, he was a police officer. Like nobody would have expected yes. him. But, and like, you have to, you really just have to hope. And I don't think a lot has come out of his, uh, out of his family at this point, especially his daughters. But like, you just have to hope that there was no abuse or anything there because with such like a person like this, Mm -hmm. I mean, he had... 
13 murder victims that they know of. That they know of. There's got to be more. 50 plus people, people that he sexually assaulted. I mean, like he did not discriminate. No. Gender, anything of that nature. I mean, so 50 plus people that they know about and over 120 families that he burglarized. And just somebody who can get away for almost like 40 years. I mean, I think he was doing this in his twenties and thirties. Yeah. So just like that amount of time before getting caught, quite honestly, 74 years old, like he's definitely a faker in court. Oh my God. Like how he looks so I feeble. I hate him. But I he hate is him. He's old. old. And like, but like shut up. You are stupid. Right. I, I'm so bothered by him. He started around 28 with burglarizing. 28, 28 years old. That's, pretty much us yeah like next year i'm just gonna decide you know what i'm the liverpool ransacker the the liverpool ransacker (laughs) incredible you never know so i'm absolutely not going to do that just for just so everyone knows so let's get a, a little we'll we'll just touch on the highlights there's so much content about him so many people that do deeper dives but let's just but i'm sorry i just like i need to just go back for a second because it bothers me so much like i don't think enough people talk about him i think people in like our like our world our world if you will do but i don't know there's just like so many people who i'm like oh the golden state killer and they're like what where it's like ted bundy like everybody's like so fascinated by him which like don't get me wrong i absolutely am as well love and rule all that she's done for like getting him not getting him like publicized but like you know what I mean? Like, I totally think he's someone we need to like think about and talk about. But like, first of all, did he- you see something the other day that was like, sir, I'm sorry if you broke your leg um, and you need my help. I'm not carrying your groceries for you. Ted Bundy ruined that for everyone. <laughs> I did not that see was, that. Like, but the most it's amazing true. Thing. Thanks, Ted. But you know what I think is that like Ted Bundy and even like the Manson family and things yes, like that. Things like that that are so well known we weren't alive for those things. Right. So I think that like the, and Ted Bundy was just fucking crazy. Like he escaped prison. I mean, how he's amazing. I'm sorry. But like, how did you lose so much weight so quickly? Please tell me your secrets, Ted. How did he get how out did so many times? Escape from prison so many times. Like, especially what were they after, doing after the first time? I mean, the first time shouldn't have even happened, but Keep after the unlocked. first time, why aren't you look it's because he was so charismatic he was and it's he true. was like i won't do it again right i promise he was i mean like, i think i would have trusted him i mean child did you read why can't i the stranger beside me i didn't read oh it. oh my no. god i have a copy here you should take it um just like no one they literally knew his name and people were not like oh it's ted, ted Bundy. yeah in the, the color make model right. of the and car like, that oh, he drove and they were, like, they were like ted i'm sorry but Teddy. if anybody is like there's a serial killer named brian he's driving a subaru i'm like it's my boyfriend yeah. it's brian i am turning you in i'm calling the cops they're like he lives in alabama and you're like it's still brian, it's brian. he was <laughs> i don't know he got home late last night yeah he could have been there he drove from alabama. i just can't imagine yeah, I he really must have just been well, the most charismatic man. It wasn't a thing. Like now we are so I on know. high alert I for know. it. And I it's think so everyone's a serial killer. Publicized and there's like this huge media presence surrounding crime. Yeah. And there wasn't before. That's but true. I think that like and he went to so many different locations too. That's another thing is they were so smart. 
I don't want to call them smart because I don't want to like make them seem really cool because they all no, suck. But, but, but they, they were so smart that they knew yeah. that if you were outside of a jurisdiction that it would take them so long to connect. And like, that's definitely like Ted Bundy did that. Or if you that. targeted like a certain population. population. But Ted Bundy really didn't. Well, like, I mean, like at first he was like college yeah, but age. Like, he targeted a population that people would care like about. Ha- you know yeah. what I mean? So I think that's what is also interesting about him is it was actually people that people would miss yeah and look for i really we're gonna get back to joseph yeah, d'angelo sorry, in a second, sorry. But, but i really liked did you like zach afron as ted bundy i like zach afron as anyone yeah okay i agree i liked it but, I, people had a lot of harsh things to say but i think i mean like i know ted bundy but like it, i, I think friends. that he did the charisma justice oh and i certainly. think that he did the because I think that it was good casting. Even if he wasn't maybe the perfect Ted Bundy, he was the perfect representation of Ted Bundy to us because Zac Efron is a person that like is so charismatic to me. Like I would trust him. If if I saw like Jack, Jack Jack Efron, if I saw Jack Efron, Zac Efron on the street and he was like, my arm's broken. Can you help me take my boat out of the water? I'd be like, probably. Yeah. I mean, like, I, I'm not going to be helpful, but right. I will try. I will stand here with you. I will you. watch you. Um, I guess for me, I did like that. Um, I think that they just left out a lot of the horrible things that Ted Bundy did in that film, which made him so much more romanticized. Like the fact that he was like a necrophile, like they completely left that out. Yeah. And I feel like they left out a lot of like the tumultuousness of him and Liz's relationship. And made it a lot more romanticized, which is, I think, why people who really do know a lot more about Ted Bundy, and I'm sure there are, obviously, there are many people who know a lot more than I do, but yeah. even the little that I know, um, I think they left a lot of that out, and I think that's why some people were so, like, critical of it. But yeah. I do think that, I think Zac Efron did a great job. I think that it he worked with, like, what, well, they, what he had. Exactly. It, first of all, he was given a script right, and he exactly yeah. and he did the job yeah. that he was paid I think to he do did a great job and so right like if we're going to criticize anything it would be the script but i also think that like that was i, I i'm trying really... to think of how to say this it's like it's like an everyday person's totally, introduction yeah. to ted bundy yes instead of like us we want the morbid details because like we know all of this basic shit about right. him yeah but like they tried to make it for everyone, which kind of made it not for us. Like we watched it yeah, anyways, but we just, way to say we it. just like wanted more, but people who want to make money and who have to right. pay these expensive actors, they, they need to make a movie for everyone. And nobody really wants to see Ted Bundy being a necrophile having. Yeah. Yeah. yeah doing that. Okay. I have a fun game we can play right now. Well, okay. to bring us back into Joseph. Okay. D'Angelo. I'm, ready. I'm ready. We should cast his film. <gasps> Oh my Ooh. God. Wait. Do you so an older and younger version of him? Yeah. Oh my God. Exciting. I know. I can't, I don't know. Let me like, who looks like that? Hmm. I can't think of literally a soul. He's big. So it's gotta be like a big, he's five ten. Why did I think he was big? Oh, <laughs> I feel like they're, they went back and forth with him, right? They did. Yeah. A they lot went of back people and forth would with say his... he was big, but then but he definitely had a small penis. I was just going to say. He definitely had a small penis. Yes, and that's, that was like 
every single person. Any, like any. No matter yeah. if they were like he was six four or it was like he was five six. It was They'd like, be like he his was penis a literal, was tiny. Yeah, they would be like he was a little literal giant, eight feet tall, but, but his penis was small. <laughs> like, yeah, and I just love knowing that he knows that everyone knows that about him. Well, that just gives me so much satisfaction. Yeah, I think I love that, that that's it's it's so hilarious to me that like because we're like yeah of course right like Duh. he was overcompensating but and this is not like funny in any way but in the reports of like the sexual assault and stuff some of the examiners who were like reviewing some of these sexual assault cases like the medical examiners oh god i know. could not find mm-hmm. evidence of sexual assault because like DNA wasn't as much of a thing back right. then. So even if they found like semen or anything, they couldn't test it, but they did not find like traumatic um, evidence of sexual yeah, assault. Because normally they'll have those like micro like tears. Yeah. Yeah. And things like that. Um, <laughs> or any like bruising or anything like that. So I shouldn't laugh, but like, yeah, but it's know? just so many people talk about this case and they're like, I'm not just saying he has a small penis. Like, like people joke about yeah. like people with big trucks, right, like, Oh, right, you're right. rubbing yeah. your engine. You must have a small penis. But like, it was a fact that was in all of yeah. the police reports of all of these victims that had survived. They all mentioned it and it was something that was worth mentioning yeah. in their mind yeah. to every single one of them. Right. Okay, so casting him. I just don't know. Um, I'm really torn. It's hard because I'm thinking of actors that we liked when they were younger, but now they're also older. Like oh, we, you so know, do you have anyone? Of- if you could, like, if you could go back in time to create this, it's it's hard because it's really hard to play like a piece a of garbage, morbid person. Um, if he didn't. We we definitely have to make him like a little more like gruff. So, a, yeah, actors look so polished. Yes, of course. Uh, but I kind of think that Mark Harmon could play an older Let me him. Pull him up. An older him, like give him a couple bruises. You don't think so? No, absolutely not. What about not even in the slightest bit? Okay, what about I'm I'm picking some people and they have like accents and I can only hear them with the accents. Okay. I might have someone for old. What about Sam Elliott? Do you know who he is? Um, no, but I do have Google. Okay, call me crazy. <gasps> Anthony Hopkins. Anthony Hopkins. For old Joey D. Yeah. And he's good. He's I know. good I at know. being I know he is. He's really good at being morbid. I think he could do it. All right, I've casted him. So who did you want me Wait, to do? Sam you know, you know who could be a younger him who? or like a middle-aged him? Did you watch Desperate Housewives? Yeah. Okay, Lynette's husband, his name's Doug Savant. I like that look. Like, kind of. I mean, nobody looks just like him. Nobody looks just like him. But I think maybe. Yeah, I think he maybe. Because could. I think what's like kind of important about him is that he's average. And I yes. think that's why we're having a hard time is that he literally just looks like he just looks like an average street, person. You would not think twice seeing him. I think maybe I think we'll sit on it. I would like to open this up to our listeners. Yeah, I would love please, to open it up. Please send suggestions. So, you know, the um, Ugh. his face, you know, the hardest part about that, though, with any film, when you're casting a younger and an older actor is that they also have to look like each other. I know. Like they have to look like an right. aged version of each other. And I'm not doing any like reverse aging CGI bullshit. Like we need two separate actors. And, but you know what else? 
Yeah. They could very much not be people that we know about. It's true. Because sometimes that's if more effective. If you feel that you look like, <laughs> like Joseph, Joseph D'Angelo. Please. Okay, wait. Look up. Please call us. Okay. I guess we can stop um, coming up with our theoretical film um that we've created but you know yeah, but if, if anybody you any- if anybody is making this i would <laughs> absolutely love to be a part of it um i'm not sure really what i would contribute since i you know know nothing about the film industry um but i'd love to be a part of it as i've yeah so if you want to um write into us dm us whatever about our um about our predictions for for this. I'm sure that none of those are like accurate. Oh, and, they're probably horrible. And we're probably going to get sued but by these people for saying that they could be in this movie. Quite frankly, we're just rambling and I didn't think about this until just now. I wish I thought about it sooner and we could have yeah, really planned. we could have thought yeah, about it. That would have been a fun game. Yeah. I'm going to start playing this game with Ricky. Yeah, you should. It's good. You're fun. welcome. You're welcome. I've Thank you. On. Thank you for our um, entertainment. So basically, Joseph D'Angelo is a piece of absolute garbage um a few things i hate about him is which i've already mentioned from when we were discussing criminal minds i hate the plate thing that he would stack dishes well and i hate him and how long he would stay with the victims like tied up and he he would sit i think one of the like scariest parts um any like burg burglary is really terrifying when you're home and even when you're not home because it just makes yeah. you feel unsafe. Right. But I think one of the creepiest parts, multiple victims, one in particular had stated that he waited in the dark and mm-hmm. was like, don't move because I'll know basically. Right. And she tried to move and he was like, I'm still here. Right. Like from the dark. Yeah. And he would, like, he would do that all the time. Yeah. He left the rooms like pitch black and he would go and like eat sandwiches yeah. in their kitchen. He would. Why? Why? There's why gotta are be so something. hungry? They're are, always also hungry. They always eat. It's so just, many of them. Like, I don't think I'm that hungry on a normal, on a normal basis. Day. I might be, but not like, to like go through some, I don't know. I think it's just like a power thing. I think like it is not too. only am I, I have sexually assaulted you. Um, I have completely demasculated. Mas- how do you say that? De masculinated, masculated. Yes. I don't know. Taken. You've disrespected the male. <laughs> There's a word for that. I think it's demasculated. Let's go with it. I love yeah. it. We're rolling with it. If that's not a somebody word, screaming. It now. somebody's add screaming, somebody's screaming at it to Webster, but basically they like, makes the husband or the boyfriend what is it what's the word emasculated emasculated the d the d but you think like deprived like right i was like you always had d to make it a no okay emasculate the male and he does all of this and it's all just like a power thing because he has no power what i'm sorry demasculize what you were talking about is to remove somebody's testicles well he probably if he hadn't slowed down he could have done that. He could have done that. We don't know. He might have done it to somebody and they just don't know it was him yet. Mark my words. Um, Mark my words. That was a threat. So I don't know. I just feel like his people like him, it's all about power, which obviously they know. And I feel like yeah. the eating thing was just another way. Like I'm also in your kitchen I'm eating yeah. your food. Yeah. I'm eating your food mm-hmm. I, that you spent your money on. And yeah, it's, is he the one that like loved Reese's cups? There's, there's like a <laughs> 
there's somebody who like would go into people's homes and like murder. I mean, who doesn't? No, you but- know what? I think it was um, Richard Ramirez. Oh yeah, I think it's him. I think he like loved eating people's chocolate. What an ugly motherfucker, he's Richard Ramirez. Hideous. I hate him, and he's like, "You're a copycat, Richard." Right? How dare you? You copy take Joseph. the Night Stalkers name. Not only was Joseph a piece of trash when he was himself, but like you wanted to be that piece of trash. I hate yeah. you. I love how he got caught. Though. I think he's pretty tall. He which might. which might have actually that might have been the confusion with the original Night Stalker Richard and the Night Stalker. Ramirez. Hate his face. Height. Six one. He's a he's a taller so he's, man. He's tall. I mean five ten and six one. There's a big that's, difference. That's there. a pretty big difference. Um, but yeah, he's crazy. I love if you search Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez teeth is the first one that comes up. Only reminder, he had poor dental care. Terrible dental care. He was, he was really terrifying. But He's I know. Sad. Listen, I know that you didn't like that ser- um that season of American Horror Story. But did this, you get to the Richard Ramirez part? Oh, I watched the whole thing. Oh, I just thought it was really cheesy, but I couldn't stop watching it. Brian yeah. was so annoyed every day. He's like, "Why are you still watching this?" I'm like, "But I they have cast to. the Richard Ramirez character oh, incredibly really well. well." Yeah. That was, yeah. except for the teeth, because they made him look like a little bit handsome. He was a little bit cute. Yeah. But other than that. So any final thoughts on, on the original Night Stalker? I don't know. I just feel like I... What's your favorite alias for him? Like, which one do I think is the coolest? Like, yeah. What... Like, if you were to pick one, like the Golden State Killer sticks, because that was like the final one and the most sure. impactful. And like, it was the one with killer in it. Right. I feel like they're all kind of cool, honestly. So that sucks that he got cool names. Um, but I think I might, I might go with the original Night Stalker. I think that's mysterious. What are you going with? Mm, I don't know. I, I don't really understand it, but I kind of like the Diamond Knot Killer. Yeah. Like, I don't know because we don't live there. Like, I don't know what the Diamond Knot is. I guess we could Google it, right? But like some of them were not, were not like original. He had, they had the Vesalia That's because of the, the type of knot he did to tie them. Oh, that was what it was? Mm-hmm. A diamond knot? Oh. I, I was like, wait, I thought it was just the knot and I had, I needed to fact oh, God. check myself. I also like how they call him Eurons. And there was definitely like a period of time where I was like, what the hell does that mean? What is an Eurons? And then I was like, oh, it's just the two of them mixed together. Yeah. So that's kind of fun too. Um, I like, it's just like Vesalia Ransacker, East area rapist, East side rapist, East Bay rapist. Like, yeah, all of the things. Okay. All of we the get names. that he was in the East. I hope that he, yeah, I, like I want Eurons. him to talk. I want him to really say like why he did all of these things. Well, so, okay. If you really want to know a lot about Joseph James D'Angelo and like what he did and hear from victims who survived his attacks um first of all listen to man in the window because yeah yeah that podcast that was great does a really great job it's all about him every single episode is about like this case in particular but they make it a lot about the victims and Mm -hmm. like how they survived and stuff like that and they hear from them and interview them directly and so one of the biggest things that people say is that like one of one of the biggest things that you'll read or hear about him is that one of the victims thought he said 
mommy but he was saying bonnie what, but he was saying bonnie who was his, his ex- ex-wife oh wife no they didn't get married fiance they, maybe it was a girlfriend i think that he might have proposed to her they definitely didn't get married so that was my first mistake but i don't remember if they actually engaged okay they were fiance. engaged yeah. yep so um yes. so she not that it's ever anybody's fault but you know like sometimes they say that there's there's something that triggers, triggers these yeah. people that, to begin yeah. what they already like had Ted Bundy like and in their soul. Stephanie. Exactly. And that's why his victims looked the way that they did because he was like always trying to like compensate for that whole situation. Right. And so uh, they interview her. Yeah. And that has got to just, take Oh my some, God. Because she sexually assaulted or he sexually assaulted her. Yeah. Um, in their relationship. Yep. And I can't even imagine being in a relationship with this person like it's just this horrible horrible thing and so one of the the craziest things about and I know that it's in I'll Be Gone in the Dark too I I heard that they focus a lot on the victims and like their survival stories and yeah definitely things like that so if you want to know really good information about that kind of stuff definitely listen to Man in the Window read first of all I'll Be Gone in the Dark by Michelle McNamara or audiobook it um but definitely intake that information at some point and, and then watch it. and then watch i'll be gone yeah. in the dark on apple definitely um no it's HBO. actually on hbo but you can if you have amazon like oh, amazon prime it? that's what i watched it through was just like amazon prime on my computer or oh, on amazing. my on my like smart tv or whatever and it like hbo comes up on there it's really good but i think you should definitely like if you are actually super interested i would recommend um listening to the audiobook or reading um I'll be gone in the dark before. before yeah. Well, that's what I wanted to do. Yeah. I wanted to make sure that I had all of that information yeah. because sometimes they just can't put everything. Yeah. Brian and I had watched it together and like he didn't do either of those things and he still really enjoyed it. But I felt like I was always like, oh, I know, I know what they're going to talk about next. Yeah. I know this. I know yeah. more about this than they're talking about. <laughs> well, and so just to ease your mind, he has been sentenced to 12 life terms in prison, which he's probably going to die in like he's dying. four years, 12, just, 12 life terms plus eight years. I, like I love that that little eight years is just like just an extra, an extra slap you're in not the face. going anywhere you piece of garbage <laughs> i just want to know i don't know my thing about these people is is that i find them so fascinating and i don't understand how your mind works that way and i need to understand and i just want him yeah i want to hear more to, i want to hear more from details him. right i mean like it's it's so fucked up and i'm sure that he'll never be able to be in gen pop because no. like he would just he, I mean, he is, he is the worst of the worst. Yeah. Like he is definitely like the gravel that you scrape off of the bottom of the pits of hell. Like he's just is, um, little rascals that I am about to be quoting, but oh, he okay. is the scum between my toes. He is the scum between my toes. I hate him so much. I was trying to think of what, what quote I you were going to say. I was like, I've got a pickle. Like I, I didn't know where you were going with that. Um, Yeah. But if if you also want the video recording of Joseph James D'Angelo in prison that <laughs> I sent to Julie, it. yeah, you're right. I should try you to should try to like, you know, you know what we should do on our Instagram is get one of those like little like link tree things that have like multiple. You could do that. Yeah, and you I've could also a- just do like a little slide across, like do like you know this oh, episode and then like just have the record. video. Yeah, just have the video and then also like show our actors that we've chosen. Yeah. For this film. Oh God. 
<laughs> yeah, so like, I'll try to hell? I'll try to post the video on Instagram. I'll I'll try to ask Ricky to help me like screen record to. to I could get literally that do that for you right now. It's not going to be that yeah, hard. But, no, but it's kind of long. It is, but we could you could cut it. We could cut the important parts. Yeah. Essentially what it is though, what it's showing you, like if you don't want to subject yourself to seeing him in prison, it's nothing morbid. It's just, he goes in. If you have watched any of the court case, he's presenting as this feeble old man that can't really walk around and he's using a cane and he looks like he's very mm-hmm. ill and they recorded him in his jail cell. And the second he gets in and the door closes behind him, he puts his cane down and he starts deep cleaning his jail cell and is like climbing on top of shit and is just like super active. He so, had just seen the new episodes of Home Edit yeah. and he really just wanted to start editing. He just really wanted to pimp his jail cell. Yes. So that's all that was. He, he watched a lot of Marie Kondo yes. last year. Right before he got caught. Yes. Amazing. So, Julie, we don't have Ricky here to help me end the episode. So I could either say our advice alone and then you could give us some of your own original advice. That's what we like to do with guests. I have to give advice? Yeah. So like at the end of our episodes, Ricky and I say like, I mean, I'll just do it. And then you just have oh my to God. figure out. I'm your terrified. Own. So okay. um, I'm Rhiannon. Thank you for listening. Eat your vegetables and get good sleep. And you say, and I'm Julie. I'm so nervous. Okay, I'm Julie. Thank you for listening to our episode today. Lock your door. Stay out of the forest. I'm stealing that from our good friends, My Favorite Murder. And be paranoid. It's okay, because you're probably right. Yeah, for sure. And don't kill your husbands. Or wives. Or wives. Don't kill your fam. Don't kill anybody. Just be a good person. Be good. Okay, bye. Bye.